all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. That's your plan. Oh, just a little something of my own. Oh, stop it. You know what I want to hear. No, don't. You played it for her, you play it for me. Well, I don't think I can remember. If she that. can stand it, I can. Play it. Yes, boss. <laughs> It's the My Favorite Film Podcast. I'm Gav Smith, and this episode, um, we're actually going to talk about a proper classic. I've used classic before as a, a word, but I think this time, I think it can actually be a proper classic. And I am joined by comedian David Tosonos. David, please, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. That Hello thing. there, everybody listening. I am David Tosonos. I am a stand-up comedian, uh, originally from Canada. Now I make my home here in the UK. I've been here 10 years. We're going on next year. It will be 10 years that I've been here. And I am an avid, avid film buff. That is a good place to be, an avid film buff. Yeah. I said this is a classic, and I think it yeah. is one of those films that you can actually put in classic and everyone will go, yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough, That that's a classic. Yeah. It's 1942, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and I should have given it away because obviously they only made one film together. Can you tell us what the film is, please, David? And a little bit of a plot synopsis, that's possible. Uh, I think the only synopsis you need is <laughs> it is on so many lists of the best movie ever made. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? I mean, somebody wants more synopsis about it. It's amazing that it was made in 1942 because it takes place during World War II. Yeah. And they made it during World War II. It's almost yep. like... You know, when you make it during then, the war could have been over. You know, someone could have won that wasn't supposed to win it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was very yeah. gutsy to make it at Absolutely. that time. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. You know? And uh, when the film, it's basically, uh, the world has gone bonkers. And this is the middle, this is 1940. The world has gone bonkers. This is the, yeah. the heart of World War II. And yeah. it's the only movie where I find you see people are escaping Europe. I don't remember too many other films like that, but it's not. No. It's not your people with your donkeys and your farmers with their their uh, their rucksacks packed up and have to walk a thousand miles. This is the elite. These are the rich people that yeah, yeah, are yeah. leaving Europe in this yeah. film. You know what I mean? This is the high class people that are leaving, and they're in this situation where they're used to the better things in life, and they're stuck. And their yep. money is running out and they're getting lower and lower. And there's a lot of lot of instances where they talk to these smaller characters who were bankers or or head chefs of some, you know, hotel, I think one of them was. And now they're just all stuck in Casablanca trying to get out. And they're yeah. stuck there because there's not many planes that leave every day. No, not many at all. <laughs> yeah. And it all takes I place in an American cafe with uh, an owner, Rick. Humphrey Bogart's character, and it's just yep. zaniness that goes on in in this year, in this in this in this city, in this crazy place, and it's yep. just, you know, it's it it was originally written as a play, so you could see that because a lot yes. of it takes place in one room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, I I don't know how else to describe it, but that it's no. just all these shorter stories, and the main stories is is that uh, Rick, the main character, his long lost love, uh, comes in with another man. Yeah, that's pretty much it, and it's it's yeah. It's it is it's an odd one, and for anyone who hasn't guessed what the film is yet, because I think you, you didn't really say that, but it, it's Casablanca, 
Um, I guess anyone who's actually read the notes at the top of the podcast by the time they download it will know it's Picasso Blanca, but there you go. It is an amazing film, and it, it is on, as you said, a lot of different lists. I saw it was actually, I saw it on the list, it is the best war movie, and you kind of think, is it a war movie? Well, it, it can take place in the war, yeah. but is it? Is, could you class it as a war movie? It's difficult. Oh, yeah, but for it's sure. also one there for uh, best romance, uh, best yeah. drama, best comedy, yeah. and it, it's yeah. on so many different lists of best uh, films. Best song a couple times. Best too. song, yeah, 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 and probably most quotable line somewhere in there as well. Yeah. Might get onto that later. When did you first see Casablanca? Then you know, it's interesting because I I don't know if I could pinpoint the first time <laughs> I saw it. No, I don't think I could either. <laughs> yeah, I was obviously a kid. And yeah. we used to get like a channel. It was a public broadcasting channel from Vermont, Vermont mm. Uh, mm. and the States. And yeah. they would play old movies on a Saturday or Sunday nights or during the day even. And I think I must have saw it first there. But strangely enough, the second or third time I saw it was actually in a film studies class when I was at uni. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you actually studied this at university about – how it was made and that type of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't major in film studies, so it was, uh, right. we call them electives. I don't know options. I don't know what you call them. Is one of my other classes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I took a film studies course, and this was uh, one of the ones that we uh, featured in one it. The covenant, yeah. I'm trying to think when I first saw it. It's probably about the same as me. You know, as a kid, mm-hmm. certainly our our BBC Two, which I'm sure you're aware of. Used to yeah. show loads of black and white films. It was kind of yeah. when I was a kid, the BBC Two was basically only on from about twelve o'clock in the afternoon through till about seven o'clock at night. So, uh-huh. yeah, and then they switched off, and now they do all the time. But um, they used to show black and white movies. That was the first thing that they put on twelve o'clock. Be a black and white movie on, and you'd uh-huh. watch it. And I'm sure I picked up Glass Blanket there at some point. It's certainly not a film that you see a lot on television now in the UK. I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the UK, it's not one that comes on a lot. But it's got something better. What? So when you watched it back there in Vermont, of coming from that Vermont channel, what? Why did you watch it? What was it? We're drawn to it, or is just it's on? Let's just watch it. I think I would watch like a lot of those black and white films, but I'm pretty yeah. sure probably one of my parents said, "Oh, Casablanca's on," and sat down and watched it. And I watched it with them. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of like parents had seen it yeah. and they thought it was good. So let's let's have a look yeah. at this. And yeah. Did you like immediately love it and go, yeah, this is a brilliant film. I I, I really enjoyed that. I want to see it again. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm a kid. Don't really care. <laughs> I think as a kid, <laughs> as a, as a, it's so funny. Cause I think, I think it would be interesting to show this to somebody as a child, as a young yeah. adult, and then as an older adult, and you yeah. can see the person appreciating different parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, there is a bit of comedy to it. that I can see myself as a kid laughing at. Yeah. You know what I mean, or enjoying, uh, you know, certain certain characters more. And then when you're probably an, a young adult, you're like, oh, is this what a a, a, a cinema, cinema noir looks like? And then now, <laughs> as an adult, it's almost like you enjoy even more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some interesting nuances in, and I suppose as you say, you know, it was made during World War Two, and they're talking yeah. about World War Two, which is is an absolutely bizarre thing to to try yeah. and make a film whilst that war is going on and making a film about mm-hmm. the fact that the war is going on when it's going on um yeah. and there was something I'd, I'd read somewhere that some of the some of the nazi op- officers in it are actually played by jews that had escaped from not from oh, concentration wow. camps or had escaped from germany just before it all kicked off and you think mm-hmm. wow they've actually got jewish people playing the people who were persecuting them yeah, yeah. just just probably months beforehand 
Mm-hmm. It's like it, there's some crazy stuff like that, that that's come yeah. out. Um, it wasn't an immediate love. What, what what point do you think you thought? Ah, oh, do you know what that that is my favorite film. That that is one that I'm going to come back to again, and again, and again. I'm going to recommend to people and and so on. Probably when I saw it in film studies, then probably the second or third. I think I liked it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably saw I probably saw it a few times on television. And then when yeah. we watched it in the classroom, we saw it on a screen, like a big like this is the old school projector. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, on a screen, you know what I mean? So that was the first time I would have saw it. And then numerous times there'd be a midnight showing or a classic. Yeah. So I've seen it on a screen a few times as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you actually seen it at, at the cinema in the proper yeah. effect? Yeah. Cool. So not just on TV. It's normal because it it's Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, who obviously were massive stars at the time. And yeah. I didn't realize such, but this is the only film they made together. Yeah, they didn't yeah, make yeah. anything else. Apparently, because, yeah. I mean, the chemistry, you look at them on screen and there's an amazing chemistry going on. But apparently they hated yeah. each other through the production. How do you feel about them as a pairing? You know, should they have made more together? Should they have done more with these? I mean, it's so, it's so weird when you say, like, you know, it's so, I hate it when this happens because, you know, this is 1942. So, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Is, this is 80, you know, 80 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows what's been exaggerated? Perhaps they oh, hated yeah, each other true. for a day of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe they yeah. they got along and there was one day where they were shooting late and there was like some words said. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how much we can put in how much no. they hated each other. You know? No, I mean, it's just, I think the stories that came from set were that at the end of every take, the two of them would just walk off in different directions, yeah. go back to the trailers, and that was yeah. it. But as you yeah. say, it's 80 odd years ago and who's to say what was exaggeration, what actually happened yeah, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was looking at her IMDB too, and I forgot she was Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in, um, I, I don't know if I've seen this one. I'm going to have to watch it again too. Cause she's in spellbound, which is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yes. So I think that the genres were different for the two of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what I mean? Humphrey Bogart was a lot of gangster films, a lot of private eye films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things like that, that Ingrid Bergman, you know, he wouldn't be in Joan of Arc. No, not at all. No, and, no. And she wouldn't be, I just watched this one. She wouldn't be in Kane Mutiny. You know what I mean? No. So <laughs> yeah, is it, it's weird, is it a case they didn't want to work together or, or was it just not the proper timing again? You know? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult to say in so because like I said, on set or on set, on screen, sorry, their chemistry seems to be brilliant they seem to really gel together they they look good together they look like a a couple and they act like a couple it's a a weird one i suppose but i guess yeah their their genres never really crossed and this is a bit off genre for both of them Uh, although bogart's rick is very close to his private detective persona that he plays in many other films so you know yeah he kind of he is a bit of a can I say he's kind of a one-trick guy? But I don't know. He, he does seem to be very, very similar in all his films, regardless yeah. of who he's playing. Not saying he's yeah. not a great actor, but, yeah. you know, the Sean Connery school of acting, I suppose. Where you yeah, just, you should see when he gets older. Yeah. So, like I said, the Kane Mutant, he does have to play somebody who is, like, paranoid. So he does have yeah. a few... When he's that age that he is in Casablanca, those are a lot of similars. But when he gets older, he'll play a bit more... Of a of a weaker character, and when he's younger, he plays. And there's a, there's a bunch of movies where he just has small little parts as a thug, and he's also not very uh, bogey in those films too. But yeah. definitely in his bogey. main, like that. yeah, bogey. <laughs> <laughs> 
But definitely in his main, uh, you know, prime, he was pretty much, well, almost the same character. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, he did. He played a lot of those. I'm just looking at his IMDb now, and he played a lot of those sort of private de- detective type roles at the start yeah. of his his life. You know, his career was pretty much private detective yeah. with a hat, with the coat, and that's kind of how everyone knows him as. Work, you know, working, about- a working man too. Usually, he never, he never. Yeah. Played a- oh no, he's in Sabrina. Sabrina, he's wealthy. That's right. I forgot oh, yeah, he was yeah, in Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one one of those few that he did, but you look at a lot of his stuff and it's, yeah, yeah you know, the Big Shot, Maltese Falcon, all that mm. type of thing. It's, it's all that very much raincoat, hat, detective, and that's that's yeah. what he does. Could they have done a sequel to Casablanca and brought no. Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey back? No. no. You think that's just a... Yeah. It would have ruined it. Yeah. There was, think- it was all tied up perfectly at the end, yeah. despite the fact it left the door open. It was all yep. tied up perfectly that it left us to our imagination as to what happened. And I'd say the loose ends were tied up actually, but you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just perfect ending to it. It didn't need any, any questions unanswered. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. It's one of those films that there's not many of them that do leave, that don't leave anything. They just kind of go, you know, that's, that's the end. We've finished it. Yeah. And um, we've tied up everyone's stories. Everyone's happy. I mean, yeah. obviously they walk off into the, the fog at the airport, and it's kind of like yeah. there's there's something there, but that's if there wasn't a sequel, it wouldn't involve Ingrid Bergman's character. She wouldn't exactly. come back. It would be about yeah. Rick. Get this podcast at myfavoritefilmpodcast at gmail.com or we're on Twitter or X as it's now called at myfavfilm. Instagram is at myfavoritefilmpodcast. Should have got these all the same thing, but it didn't. Um, Facebook, if you just search up My Favourite Film, you will find the community group and the normal page. And if any of that didn't make sense, website www.myfavouritefilm.com. Our theme tune, as I've mentioned lots of times now, was written performed to us by the Craig Whale Collaboration, whose album Long Way Home is available to buy, stream, download, whatever you like, from wherever you want. David, is there anything you want to sell? Any stuff? Uh, no, everyone could just uh, anyone could just go to my website. So that's davidtosonis.com or else Instagram is what all the kids are doing, and that's davidtsonis.com <laughs> or Instagram at davidtsonis. Cool. I shall put links in the show notes so people know where those things are and can go to it, and that'd be brilliant. Okay, let's get back to this film thing then. This is a really difficult one, I think, but it might not be. Who's your favorite character? And I mean, character, not actor or performance. Favorite character. Okay, the favorite character. That's very, very tough. But I'm mm. going to go with Captain Renault. Ooh, that's an interesting Claude choice. Claude Rains is in that yeah. film. Claude Rains is a fantastic actor. Yeah, he One is. of his first early ones was The Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you don't see him. You just hear him the whole time. Yes. <laughs> brilliant, and... brilliant casting. <laughs> and then he's in this one. He's a couple, once again, a couple of Hitchcock movies. And then, yeah. you know, what was weird is that like later on in life, he was in a lot of TV shows. So it's yeah. almost like he was a, he was an actor who was in like a lot of films, but when he got older, he, he would be, you know, the main bad guy in an episode yeah. of something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. He did a lot of that kind of stuff later on. And also the Alfred Hitchcock TV show. He did a lot of those. He did about six or yeah. seven of those too. So his character in it is, an absolute weasel who <laughs> yeah. right in this point in time, Casablanca is in between because it is French owned. Yes. 
and France is uh, half occupied by the Germans, half not, I believe, at this point yep. in history. And he even says, an occupied France welcomes you to the Germans. So, you know, he's a collaborator. Yes. Yeah, he is, definitely, but yes. he is also somebody who, he does have a heart. He doesn't want to see people get hurt. Nope. You know what I mean? He he is he's incredibly gentlemanly like he always says please and thank you. <laughs> and he's always trying to make himself look very nice and good for the yeah. ladies or for whoever. You know what I mean? And he's incredibly yeah. he's just this this great character that's written in there that yeah. I absolutely love. Some of his lines that he says is just absolutely hysterical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. He just got no scruples. And at one point he just says, uh, I'm going to miss you, Rick, because you're the only one with less scruples than me. You know what I mean? He says all <laughs> sorts of things like that. Another great line is, um, is uh, the, the, one of the lines is like, uh, you're going to get shot in the heart. And he just goes, that is my least, uh, what is, how does he word it? He goes, that is my, oh. my least functional organ or that's, that's the organ I need the least, you know, because he just admits <laughs> that he has no heart, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's yeah. just such a great character. I think he's played perfectly too by him. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I think. I mean. I think Claude Rains is, is, is brilliant. This he, he is, and it is. It is very different again to other parts that he would play. He, I see. He, he does get villain roles later on in his career. But he plays a professor a lot too. Yeah. It's not. It's this yeah. isn't a, a, a villain role. It's very different. So yeah, Claude Rains' favorite character. So yeah. not Claude Rains, but the character he plays, Captain Neil. Who would be your favorite actor then? Who's the best performance within the piece? <laughs> It's a very different question. The one who I could watch over and over again, who makes me laugh so much, is the guy. I had to look him up because I I don't remember the act. The guy who plays Carl. Oh yeah. And Carl, Carl. is like the major D or the manager or something like that. His his, his name is S Z uh, Sukov or something like that. Sukov or something like that. He's, yeah. Uh, and and he's got an interesting story too. So he was doing a lot of uh, theater in Austria and Germany. I don't know where he's from originally. And he left right before the war started. Uh, and, you know, so he's, he just said, the hell with this, I'm getting out of here. And I guess he went to Hollywood, and then he started working in Hollywood and stuff like that. Yeah. But his character is is once again another guy who, uh, he's just happy to be there. His character is very happy. Yes. He looks after, yes. he tries to look after Rick. They have, yeah. uh, tries, tries to comment on Rick's drinking. He's like, Rick, you are your best customer. <laughs> he says that to him. Yeah. And there's just one scene that always makes me laugh so much with him is when there is an older couple and I can't, I, I can't remember where they're from. I think it was like Poland or something like that. And they're on their way to America. And they said, Carl, we're only going to speak English from now on. We're going to be happy in America. And then one looks at the other and goes, how much watch is it? <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's eight watch. <laughs> and Carl just goes, you're going to be very happy in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't correct them. He just goes with it. You know. The, there's definitely, I mean, it's items like that that is the humor in it. And it, it's got a very, it's got a very definite type of humor. It's not zany yeah. screwballs. But it's kind of, it. It is taking humor from real life situations. It's and it's maybe it's just exaggerating them a little bit. But. Yeah, from nineteen forty two, it's surprisingly really good wordplay. It's like you know, yeah. Groucho yeah. Marx level wordplay that you <laughs> yeah. don't see. You're right. Comedy back then was usually falling down on a, on a slip, slipping on a banana kind of humor. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it does. It uses comedy in a very similar way. I suppose we possibly do now um, in just exaggerating real life situations just a little yeah. bit to make them the funnier side of it. Have you got a favorite scene? So I just, uh, I saw this before we even, 
we even uh, you even asked me mm. before you wanted people to do this, and I even said yeah. Casablanca that they were showing the best scenes of movies. All right, okay, yeah. And Casablanca was on there. Yeah. And there's a scene in Casablanca where everyone's at the cafe. So, it, you know, for people who haven't seen the movie, the cafe has Germans and French and Americans. And no one's – Casablanca is neutral territory. Like no one's yeah. in charge of Casablanca. The Germans are trying to influence the, the Captain Renault. Uh, but, you know, as far as uh, what's going on politically is that it's a neutral place. Yeah. So in this cafe, Rick allows the Germans to come in. He can't kick them out. He allows the French people – and there's a scene where the Germans are playing on the piano, and I I think they're singing the national anthem, yep, or some sort of you know call to arms uh, of the German song. Victor yep. Laszlo goes up to the house band, and he says, "Play Mar- Le Marseille," which is not his country. He's not from France, you know what I mean? Uh, his character's not there, but he knows the Marseille. And Rick gives the old. They look over at Rick. The band looks at Rick because he couldn't do it. Rick, Rick just. Gives that that subtle nod, you know what I mean? Yeah. That little bit, like, all right, play it for him. And <laughs> yeah. the whole bar starts singing uh, Marseille, and it's uh, "Vive la France," and yeah. they drown out the Germans. Yeah. In that yeah. scene, and it's a really touching scene because you see a couple of people who who really realize that you know, like France is being occupied. This is bullshit. Yeah. Why are these Germans? Yeah, yeah. In this club, it's a very powerful moment. But my favorite scene, <laughs> strangely <laughs> enough, is like. 15 seconds after that. All right. Okay. Where it, it's so weird. It's so weird. So about 15 seconds after that, the German guy goes over to Captain Renault and he says, look at this defiance. They're going to get riled up. You have to shut this place down. And Captain Renault's first answer is, but everyone's having a nice time. <laughs> Which just, that's just, that's why he's my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Absolutely, can this see that. This whole political thing is going on, but he's like, "What? Well, everyone's having a nice time. That's kind of rude, you know, to shut yeah. it down now." Yeah, you can't shut it down because everyone's having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as opposed yeah. to you know, they're they're about to riot or whatever. But no, everyone's having a nice time. <laughs> yeah. So he looks, he goes over to Rick, and he says, uh, "He makes, he blows the whistle, and he goes, we 'We're shutting this place down.'" And Rick goes over to him, and he says, "You have no grounds on shutting this down." And Renault just goes, I am shocked, shocked to find that there is gambling going on here. And as he <laughs> says that, this little guy walks up to him and has money in his hands. And he goes, oh, your winnings, Captain Renault. Yeah. And he looks at that guy and goes, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and he just makes me laugh every time. It's, yeah. It, yeah. If you go back and watch that scene, you can see the guy who brings the money is far away. So he has to time it as he walks up to him uh, that right. he's there the perfect yeah. time. To give him the money and say, oh, you're winning, Captain Renault. Even though he shut it down for gambling, he's shocked that there's gambling going on. He still turns around and takes that money and thanks yeah. that guy for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's right after the scene that everyone thinks is the best. And that, to me, that sums up the whole movie, just that one scene. Yeah, and I guess it is. It's that it's that thing that you think of the great scenes. And yes, you're right. That one's a great one. That's the kind of, that's the defiance. That's the, yeah. we've got this can-do attitude and we're going to beat the Germans, which... yeah. As we said a bit earlier, you know, a brave move to put that in at that point when, you know, yeah. nobody knew who was going to win the war at that point. Yeah. You know, if the Germans had, had won the war, would that have made something different about this film when it finally came out? Would, the, would this yeah, film yeah. even exist now? Who knows? But yeah, the, it's then using the comedy element afterwards. So it's like his big scene of, yeah, and then yeah. sticking the comedy in after it. And it yeah. is comedy like that appears all through the film. And there's loads of great lines like that. I was yeah. going to talk about great lines. 
because this film is it's one of those films that is endlessly quoted and endlessly yeah. misquoted. I mean, the biggest misquote is is the played against Sam, which yeah. nobody says in the entire film. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder who started that. I remember seeing it on Bugs Bunny as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been copied by so many people. I mean, the yeah. Marx Brothers did it. They spotted yeah. it uh, in uh, A Night in Class Blanca. Um, so did Woody Allen. Woody Allen did it in Play Again, played yeah. against Sam. I mean, you know, he's actually made a film with that name, but yeah, it, it's it's never actually said. There's, I think, there's two yeah. scenes that kind of the attributed to being similar to it in word. Yeah, where they can you played it for her, play it for me, that type of That's thing, right. or you can play yeah. it. Um, but it's never. I think actually, he even says play it, Sam. Like, Doesn't he? No, maybe not. Uh, I think the actual words I've got them somewhere. It's play it, Sam. Play it, play yeah. as time goes by. So he doesn't actually yeah. play it again. So he just says, play it, Sam. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's an interesting one. That one that that one's that one is the one that everyone remembers when people do a Humphrey Bogart yeah. impression. That's the line they say. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other great lines that you like? Uh, it was funny. So when I was in my twenties, I sat down with some friends to watch it. Yeah, and uh, it was probably my birthday. I'm trying to trying to trying to think how I coax my friends into watching Casablanca. It was probably my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, going, what, let's come around and watch Casablanca. It's my birthday. Yeah, yeah they're like, damn it. <laughs> it was a whole theme. And uh, one <laughs> of the girls there uh, that was watching it at the, at the party we were having, uh, the moment that Bogart says, here's to you, kid, she yeah. says, my dad says that to my mom all the time. Yeah. Here's look. Yeah. Here's looking at you, kid. Here's looking, here's looking at, at you, kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he cheers a glass, and she didn't know why, she didn't know where it came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, clued in why her dad always says that to her mom. Here's looking at you, kid. You know, so he says yeah. that around the house, apparently. Yeah. Well, again, it's it, that is one of those lines that's become, I suppose, almost part of everyone's vocabulary. It's there. People say he's looking at you, kid, yeah. and most people yeah. probably don't know where it comes from, but it is. It's yeah. from this film. It, that's where it, it started off, and who knows why <laughs> they decide on those and- words? But that's what they did at the time. Yeah, and the other big one is I believe this is a start of a beautiful friendship, which is yeah. the last line of the movie. Yeah, yeah, which is which I guess is that thing that does leave it open to go. We could do something else. Yeah, we could do some sort of sequel. To this where we have Rick and we have Louis, and it's all it's all yeah. there in in the future. But they never did, so it doesn't really matter. And I guess the other ones will always have Paris. Everyone kind of yeah. uses that's that. True I mean, too, that's true yeah. too. Yeah, that's been used everywhere, hasn't it? They've, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the and, places and it's where also that's been used. Been, it's also been used in insert different city. Like we'll always have Brighton. We'll always have yeah. Brighton. You know, absolutely, absolutely. It, yeah. It, and I think. Do you think some of the the sort of quotability of the script is because it was written as a play? So it was written as a sort of one room play. So you got to put lots of good lines in it. It's got a very short running time because a lot of films did back then. I is don't that know. why it's, it's a good... got that type of thing? Yeah. In it? Good question. I don't know. I think just the. <laughs> I think uh, these are all from Rick. I think Rick's character yeah. was just supposed to be cool. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Rick's, Rick's character was supposed to be just a laid back kind of, I don't care who you are. I make my own rules kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that they were just all from him, that it was just supposed to be a guy like that would have a few sayings like that. You know what I mean? Just to sound. Yeah. So you, yeah. It was just a Rick. Think- yeah, so the it's Rick kind character. of Rickisms. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Just written written with this, I guess, this backstory that he's allowed to have these great lines yeah. that he says, and he just seems to be able yeah. to say stuff. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That that makes perfect sense. You know, Sh- Sherlock Holmes, Elementary, dear Watson. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I suppose like, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all there, isn't it? I suppose everyone's got a, a catchphrase, but he seems to have yeah. lots of catchphrases. Yeah, he does have a few. yeah, he's got loads through the whole thing. Is there anything in the film that you think just? Not even from an age point of view, just it doesn't work. It doesn't fit properly in the film. Or it well, that bit that makes you go, oh, do I have to watch this bit? I'll speed this bit up. Do you know what's the opposite of that, surprisingly? <laughs> so even you know, I'm rebunking your question and flipping it. <laughs> go on, man. Is that here's, here's what's crazy about the film, right? I've been to Casablanca. Yes, you said that. Go on. So, yeah. Uh, we went to Marrakesh, uh, first, and then we went to Casablanca for a few days. And, um, there's a scene, there is an actual Rick's cafe there. I'll get into that in a second. Oh, is there? All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there is a scene in the movie where Victor Laszlo goes and talks. He's at the blue parrot. He's at the other pub trying to ask the guy where the papers are. Ferrari. Talking to Ferrari. And Rick comes out and he sees Ilsa and she's just in the market looking at some uh, tapestry of some sort, right? Okay, yeah. And uh, the guy working the tapestry, he says, uh, uh, oh, very nice things, uh, 200 francs for, for, for you, madam. And, uh, and then she goes like, oh, I'm not really that interested. He goes, special price today, 100 francs, right? <laughs> and then Rick walks up and he goes, oh, madam, is a friend of Rick's special price for you today, 75 uh, francs. <laughs> And he goes like, yeah, you're being cheated. He goes like, don't go anywhere. I have some hand towels. I have something for you. And I'm, I, it's crazy that that's 1942. Yeah. And when we were there in 2018, 2019 or something like that, when I was there right, before okay. lockdown, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. it's the same person. <laughs> the market has that guy who that is, that is their lifestyle. Their lifestyle is to haggle. Yeah. So it's not even an actor. And, it was actually the guy that was in the market. <laughs> yeah, it, that, it's exactly what the entire market is like. And it's so weird to walk down the street and see that after I've seen the movie so many times. Like, oh, you're not really like this, are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> in the market. But a part of their culture is haggling. It's yes. just it's just part of it. And the funny thing yeah. is, is what when we when we went there, uh, we had looked it up and stuff like that, and we saw that they they are quite sexist. In which they want to uh, haggle with men. They don't like to haggle with women. Yeah, yeah. Which I shouldn't have said sexist because that's all wrong. Uh, everyone was happy to talk to my wife. Yes. So, but yeah, the whenever, men have, whoever the, men have the money, stuff, so they talk to the men. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have that yeah. at all because, I, I mean, you're losing 50% of the of your people that are buying stuff. It's so stupid yeah. to, to have that attitude, right? They, a yeah. lot of people stopped and talked to my wife and stuff like that, weren't yeah. shy about it too. Yeah. So she walks in. I'm, I'm sitting there. Whenever I haggle, it takes fucking 30 minutes uh, to get them down anything like that. We're having a huge argument. Yeah. My wife goes in and she wants to buy some clothing. And uh, whatever their, their money was, it was 100 right? Right. So she starts – she's like, how much is this? Oh, it's 100 she, And it's like, oh, okay. And then he immediately went down to 75 <laughs> Like it would take me like 20 minutes to get him down to anything. And and she, he was just Didn't like, about 75 and then all she says was, well, we might come back. She says, what time do you close? And he never answers her. He just goes, I'll give it to you for 50. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, like the scene of that movie, you know, was happening in front of me right then and there. <laughs> Except Rick didn't pop up and go, 
you're being screwed over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. all I was missing. Yeah, that's all I was yeah. missing. You're being cheated. Yeah. Drops down to twenty five just because your friends are Ricks. Yeah, so you, you special said friends are Ricks. Special price. Yeah, you said there's, so there's actually a Ricks bar is, there. Sorry, what's that? I was just going to say, you said there was there's a Ricks bar there. Was that? Yes, Ricks Cafe. Is that predating the film, or no. has it been no, made? No, no, that no. So this is new. This is new to right. Casablanca. So. About five, five, I'll oh, be more than five now, maybe almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, somebody who worked at the American consulate moved out there. Right. And uh, kind of was shocked that there was no Rick's Cafe. <laughs> like, why is there no Rick's Cafe in Casablanca? Fair enough. You'd look for and it. And then yeah. so he yeah. got some, he got some money together and he opened one himself. Wow. And it's. You walk in there, and unfortunately, it's not going to look exactly like Rick's Cafe. No, but no. a lot of stuff in there is from the movie. So they have a roulette table wow. at the bar, and it's stuck yeah. on number 22, which is a reference to the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's there's a scene in the movie where Rick is playing chess by himself. So one of the tables in the corner is a chessboard. Right. Uh, there's, a pia- right. there's always a piano player playing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do their best to make it like you're in the movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a nice restaurant, too. Like, the food was pretty good, and everything's reasonable price there. So, you know, I couldn't say that more any more than that for that. So um, if, if I'm ever in Casablanca, go to Rick's Cafe because yes. it's quite nice. Rick's Cafe. Okay. That's right. Yeah, It's a and nice place. Can make lots of references and go of all the gin joints and all the well and all that type of stuff. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Another line. You're right. Another good one. <laughs> yeah. Some great lines. I, I've said that a few. You know what? It's funny. I forgot that was a line from the movie because I've yeah. said that. <laughs> well, it's, it is. I think it's, it is that thing that even if you, if you haven't seen the film, you probably think you have because there's so many spoofs of it. There's so many times it's been yeah. used elsewhere. There's so many times that. Lines are said on television, or you see someone that looks a little bit like Humphrey Bogart saying these lines, and so many times because I think I probably say I saw it as a kid, and then I've seen spoofs of it since then, and probably mixed a lot of it up. So when I then watched it again, which I've done several times, it's kind of oh yeah, that's not actually from the film. That's the spoof they did afterwards. It's slightly different. That line is actually from the film, and you kind of realize what was the film, what isn't, and. It is an odd one because on a rewatch, you're kind of always thinking, where's that bit? I remember there was a bit where this happened. And it's not. It's something you've seen on another TV program where they spoofed it or it's from a film where they spoofed it. It is. It's an interesting film to watch and watch and go, all right, yeah, that's actually from the film. That's not. That is. That's not. And then you kind of, if you can find all the different spoofs are out there, there's so many, so much stuff out there that everyone goes, yeah, that's it. And like I say, things like that, all the gin joints in all the world, it's kind of in this collective consciousness that we've got yeah. that everyone uses those words. He's looking at you, kid. People say it. Um, yeah. it. It's an interesting film to watch from that point of view. And I think it's had a, a massive effect on pop culture and the world, um, more so than other films, which I guess brings me quite nicely to my next bit. <laughs> and I always ask about this, remakes. Yeah. Every film. I mean, Hollywood love their remakes and they're just remaking oh, yeah. everything. Um, yeah. This has never been remade. No, I believe um, there's been talk of it over the years too. I believe but, it's been. Yeah. I mean, there's been, yeah. there's been two TV series that are, yeah. one's actually a sequel, which lasted about eight episodes. I mean, then there was a prequel yeah. they did, which lasted again about eight episodes. But the actors they got to play sort of 
Humphrey Bogart's character. They never got anyone who could be yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Do you think it's one of those films that it just should never be remade? There's no point. Oh in no, I mean, it, it's there. I don't. I'm trying to think of any, you know, really well done remakes to begin with. You know. Yeah. So, uh, Flight of the Phoenix was a pretty good remake. Hmm? I don't know if you've seen that one or not, but that was yeah, a good yeah, remake. Have, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Now, mm. now that I'm going through my list in my head uh, about so, but this film, you just—I don't know, man. You need such a stellar cast, yeah, to get it done right. <laughs> well, absolutely. You know? And and here's something that you don't see, you know, at the time you're seeing in Hollywood, but you don't see here. This is an international cast. Yeah, yeah. You know is. what I mean? So they would probably have all Americans. They would have all yeah. Americans doing the foreign voices, and they would have a British yeah. guy doing the American voices. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That's what they do. They get. They do this so much, they get a British actor who's got a perfectly good accent, a British accent, and they yeah. go, no, now do an American accent for us, and we'll get this American guy to do the English guy. Like, yeah, why? yeah. <laughs> just swap their roles around, but yeah. Do, do you think they shouldn't do it? They should just leave it alone? Cast Planker exists, 1942, there's, there's no point in remaking a film like that. No, I don't I don't think they would, I don't think they should remake it, but not, not to say they won't try. The only person well, I could see doing a good job is Rick, and he's too old now, but a younger Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, yeah. So Bruce Willis, when when he was in his you know late thirties, early forties, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, uh, could play like. <sighs> he had that comedy timing as well, I suppose, from things like yeah. Moonlighting and things like that. He did, yeah. yeah oh would, yeah, he'd be, he 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 would have it. Like someone like Bradley Cooper is just too good looking. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be somebody with. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like you know. It's supposed to look like someone who's had a hard life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So those Hollywood types just don't work for them. Just don't work yeah. for that role. You couldn't put Tom Cruise in this role. It, it just wouldn't work, no. would it? Yeah, no, it doesn't work at all. Got to have someone that's a bit grizzled and a bit. Yeah. Mm, Tom's, Tom's could... too old. Tom's too old for it as too well. Old now, too old yeah. Like Although he'd, to... he'd probably still do it because you could. <laughs> <laughs> if you said we're going to remake Casablanca, Tom, yeah, I'd be there. Um, we'd want some stunts in it. You'd have to jump off something or climb up the walls yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he'd, he'd be climbing up yeah, the plane I, at I, the end, wouldn't he? <laughs> I don't even think that remaking it is a... I think that you just couldn't cast it. I, I can't even picture. Yeah. Would you have... Would, would Elsa be European? You know what I mean? Would Victor yeah. Laszlo... Would there be an insensitivity towards, you know, this French collaborator now? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't... Or, or you know, just would they would would it be appropriate to play the German music? You know, when they're playing the song, uh, would yeah. Sam be a bit of a stereotype character? Like it would it just be really hard to, to get yeah. it done. I think if you would casting it would become very very difficult. And I think in 1942, obviously casting this is a very easy job, I suppose, because you've yeah. got a certain set of actors around. You're actually in the middle of World War Two. You can pretty much say what you like. It probably much a much easier cast, but yeah, not casting it now and being careful with how you stereotype people, what you say, what you say about the war, yeah. and so on. I mean, there's a there's a brilliant line in the film that people don't spot that um, at one point Rick asks Sam, he says the time, he says the month and the date. So he says, I can't remember what month he says, but he says 1941, and he says, what what time is it in America? Do you think they're all still asleep? And it yeah. refers to the fact that 1941, it's Pearl Harbor that he's talking about. And the fact that oh, yeah. people were saying at the time that America was asleep to the war until yeah. 
it was attacked. And it, it is a direct reference because why are you asking the time when you're saying here it's this date, what time is it in America? Yeah. And it is apparently it is a, a comment on that. It's, it's things like that. Oh, okay. How, how do you then put that into a remake yeah. without being absolutely obvious about it? Because it yeah. wasn't obvious. It was a comment that they were making that why is America yeah, yeah. still asleep to this fact that there's a massive war going on? We shouldn't be. We should yeah. be out there and trying to help. I, I guess it gets difficult to try and put something like that on there. How Do you, do you think that's and, why it's not been remade, things like that? I also think, like, I mean, if you want to stay true to the ending... Um, some, yeah. Sometimes remakes change it, you know. Sometimes remakes change yeah. the, the the thing, and and there's you know not to not to change it to different movies, but it's funny. There's two movies that have been remade, and I was excited that they weren't going to just remake the exact same script. And then after yeah. I saw them, I'm like, oh man, they really should have remade the same script. <laughs> God, which ones and were there? Despite, despite <laughs> the fact that they had a great director, that remake yeah. of that Planet of the Apes, not the newer ones, but the oh. first Planet of the Apes was atrocious. The, the Tim Burton one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that was it's terrible. Yeah, I mean if you look at it as a, a film and take out the whole fact that it was Planet of the Apes, it's kind of yeah, it's all right. But yeah, as a remake of the original film, it it's it's well, they, terrible. They killed the whole thing on how humans don't talk. Yeah. And Charlton yeah. Heston's character talks and therefore something's different. We have to listen to this guy. Yeah, but absolutely. in the remake, they just had all the humans talking. And I'm just like, well, if they could talk, like it just didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the whole hook of that first yeah. film, of the original absolutely. film. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've talked about Planet of the Apes on a, a previous episode. I mean, it's based on a, a French book, which I think translates in English as Monkey Planet. Um, okay. And the, the Tim Burton film tries to steal more from the book. Oh, really? Fails. On every account, in in the book, um, they do travel from in space, but they actually do go to a completely different planet. It's not Earth, oh, okay, um, which is the kind of the different bit in it, um, yeah. which I guess is what Tim Burton tried to do because he uh-huh. never says specifically that that is Earth they're on. He has True. gone to a different planet, but uh-huh. it then has that bit at the end where they come out and oh yeah, there's the apes on the Abraham Lincoln yeah. statue and things, and it. it's kind of. Like, uh, um. Yeah, that's not the best. But there's lots of remakes that are terrible that they should have yeah. stuck with the original. Definitely. I mean, I'm just thinking of like things, even like Total Recall, which is a great film, but Arnie's version was so much that. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that they remade it. Wow. Yeah, they remade it, and it, it, it doesn't work. The remake. So. No. Yeah, I mean, they're planning apparently on remaking um the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I just do not understand why you would what? do that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like why why would you remake the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Uh, you know, it was perfectly good. The version that well, we've it's not got, even that old. exactly, and it's not old enough to go. Let's remake it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's definitely still happening because obviously Amazon now did their TV series, so they might have gone. I oh, will not bother now, but yeah. who knows? Um. Yeah. So remakes aside, uh, yeah. is and we I asked before about if there was anything that you didn't think worked, and you kind of switched it around to me. I'm going to go back to it. Um, <laughs> is there anything well, because there's just... nothing that hasn't worked it's a perfect film I mean there, okay. I can't think of anything that didn't work fair enough fair enough I'll, I'll go with that it's a perfect film yeah I mean I, uh, I chose it because it was the perfect movie so I, I can't pick anything that doesn't work I must admit I, I was trying to think myself I was going through and thinking is there anything that just I, I don't really like and there's, is there anything that goes ah, it just doesn't really work as a, 
a line or anything like that. But there's there's not is that there's so many yeah. even the long speeches that they're given work. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Yeah, the, the speech at the end. Do you know something? This was from my cinema class. Yeah. And who knows why? So the director was Michael. Oh, who directed again? Michael uh, Michael Crichton. I want to know Michael. No, Michael Crichton. It's not Michael Crichton because that would no. be very different, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was Michael Curtis. Curtis. Michael Curtis. That's right. Yeah. 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 So Michael Curtis, uh, who also I think he also does Robin Hood, which is Claude Rangers in that yes. one too. Yeah. So uh, Michael Curtis. Uh, all this is something you never see anybody. I remember when people used to say this: when someone's taking your photograph, and you'd say, "Use my left side; it's my better side of my face." Remember yeah. that? Well, yeah. no one says that anymore. No, no. But apparently, he always thought that uh, Ilsa, her left side of her face was better than her right side, and a lot of the scenes with her, you see the left side of her face. It's more on that angle. Do you know? I hadn't even thought of that, but now just kind of replaying. Images from the film in my head. You, you do. She is shot a lot yeah. with the left side of her face, isn't it? Yeah, it How was strange. one of the, because because back then, like the camera, like showed everything. So if you had yeah. maybe an eyelash off on your right side, he's like, no, yeah. let's lose your your perfect, you know, left side of your face. I couldn't like if someone asked me, I couldn't even tell them what side of my face is better. You know, I couldn't even no. think of that. No. But that used I, to be I, a big I, thing. You used to hear that quite a bit more back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and maybe that's another one of those things that it's been picked up from Casablanca and then it's kind of yeah. entered into the, I don't know, the zeitgeist of whatever. And people do say things like, oh, you take me from the left, I, I look better from the left, or I look better from the right, or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. yeah. How strange. It, it It's interesting how you could probably attribute this film to so many different things. Probably, that yeah. we've just taken for granted, and actually they come from Casablanca. Okay, we did talk about the the sequels, prequels. Did you see either of the TV series at all? No, or, no, no. In no. fact, because we were doing this, I thought maybe I'll try to find them online or something to watch yeah. them, because I never got around to it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're even available. Anywhere. Yeah, I don't know where you would, yeah. No, I mean, David Soul played Rick in the prequel, okay. which is a really odd choice, I would have thought, but I guess at the time it was... <laughs> Early night, early eighties. So he's coming off the back yeah. of Starsky and Hutch. He's pretty famous. So, yeah, maybe that's why they thought he'd be a good fit for it. Is there anything in the the film that you think we've missed? Anything you want to talk about extra? Anything that you think? Oh, but what about? You know, you know one thing that's interested uh, about this film is mm. the character. I have to go back and really, really watch films. But the character of Sam mm. in it, mm. who's basically his buddy. And his sidekick, it doesn't have a huge part in it. But apparently, when the movie came out, there was a lot of uh, black neighborhoods that got them to rewind the movie and just play his parts again. Right. So apparently, yeah, apparently his scenes were like the first black actor in a big Hollywood film that wasn't a butler, wasn't, uh, you know, a real stereotype. Yeah, of, of wasn't you know didn't didn't play you know uh, didn't play a stereotypical part. I don't want to start listing them because I could get in trouble. But yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and and he was just a musician, and he was his friend. And there's a few times that he you know he contradicts. You know, uh, Rick tells him to go home. He goes, "Nope, I'm going to stay right here and do what I want, Mister Richard." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just his character apparently, and and you know he can sing. That's for sure. So oh, a few songs yeah. that he does play. Yeah, uh, or he's very good at it. He he was a singer, a jazz singer. I looked him up a while ago, 
And uh, and that was something that I didn't I I wouldn't know. But if you were in that moment, so if you were uh, in 1942, maybe yes, you would be like, holy so. cow, this is a very big part for for a black actor back then in this type of film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently, apparently that was a big deal to have that guy in there for that long. And you, when you watch the movie, you don't even think about it nowadays. You know? No, not at all. I mean, and, and yeah, I guess it's a part that we, w- we would take for granted now. Um, yeah. As you were saying before, if you know you recast this, how would you cast the different people? And yeah, I guess Sam is one of those characters that now you'd just probably get any of the great black actors we've got. And there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, and nobody would think twice about the fact that he was Rick's buddy, that he was playing the yeah. piano, that he was yeah. had his own comments on life. But yeah, oh. I guess back then. Oh, there yeah. is a big scene too. This is the big scene where. The rivalry bar comes over and tries to hire him. Remember that scene? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big yeah, scene that's where probably he just Sam's says, big scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He says, I'll pay you more money. And he says, like, I don't know how to spend the money I make now. I can't spend the money <laughs> I make now. Which is another great line. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and he even says to Rick, he goes, I, I want to hire Sam. And he says, Sam's his own person. It's up to him. So maybe that was yeah. a big scene for that. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, and I guess yeah. in in the 40s, that certainly wasn't the attitude that most people would have towards a, a black person. That yeah. It's going to be a case, well, actually, no, that they are, they're my employee, I'm keeping a hold of them or whatever, you've got to discuss it yeah. with me. So to give that freedom in there in a film at that time is, is a very progressive thing. Because I was yeah. going to ask you if there was anything, with it being such an old film, if there was anything that really aged it and anything that really dated it and it's uh, outlook on the world, I suppose, but I guess that that very bit you've talked about there yeah. is the opposite of dating. Yeah, it kind of almost but, makes it more in the moment. Yeah, the beauty yeah. of all of the black and white films is that nobody watches that film and thinks, <laughs> "Oh, this isn't topical." The black yeah. and white just immediately says it's an old yeah. film. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it so is. You it, get it, away with all that. Yeah, it's odd that you can do that. You, if you've got a black and white film, you can kind of go, well, you know, it, it's of a time. That's what it was yeah. like back there. But this one is, yeah, it's yeah. its doing something slightly different than, I suppose, other black and white movies at that time, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, this is the tough bit, possibly. I don't know. Um, I ask all my guests to do it. So yeah. loads of people have done this before. Can you sell the film in a about 30 seconds. Casablanca is rated the number one film across the board in all the genres. We're talking musical, comedy, romance, drama for the time. Still today with all of your favorite films, this one's still number one. Why? Because it's a classic film about good versus evil and which something doesn't happen to have is a love triangle. Yes, that's right. Back in 1942, there was a love triangle, and you'd be surprised on how the film turns out. Oh, 30 seconds. that was perfectly 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time someone's actually done exactly 30 seconds, but that's that's brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Have you rehearsed well, I know that? how to cut an advert, my friend. I know how to cut an advert. <laughs> I am fairly impressed with that. That is, that is good, because I don't think I managed it. And I've had people that have, have basically done three words and gone, that's it. Don't need any more. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Makes for a really boring trailer, but, you know. <laughs> Whereas that one, that'll go down as a nice trailer. I like that. Is there anything else you want to say about the film? 
before we kind of wrap it up because we've kind of I think I think we've that's gone in and out it, of it. Yeah. Yeah. It it's interesting too because it is classic for having an ending you can't tell and apparently that's not wasn't a hundred percent when they started making the movie. Apparently they had a few different endings in mind. So that oh, wasn't a hundred percent the ending when they started filming it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as an ending goes, it does wrap everything up and but also yeah. leaves that that little there's an opening. That everything's kind yeah. of all right, isn't it? It's yeah. It's almost like you can go, well, yeah, I can walk away from that. And everyone's walked away, everyone's happy, everyone's where they want to be, but there is a little bit more to stories that you could possibly yeah. get a little bit more. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what the other endings were. <laughs> have you got any I know, idea? Yeah. I probably <laughs> never know. one of them dies, and then she oh, doesn't no. have to pick. That's where that's where you probably think it's going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or she just stays with Rick, and he's yeah. sent off on the plane. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, thank you very much for coming on. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. Do you want to just remind us all of your social media accounts, things like that? So yeah, I put all my dates uh, up on my website. So that's DavidDesonis.com. Or if you're on Instagram, I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram seems to be the uh, the new thing. There's no Twitter or X or whatever they it's, call it now. X now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so Instagram or go to my website if you want to see where I'm playing. Probably to, to a town near you. Ooh, how exciting. I shall make sure that the website is in our show notes so anyone who's looking there can find them right now. Okay. That's it for another week. See you in a couple. Bye-bye for now. Sam. Yes, boss. It's December 1941 in Casablanca. What time is it in New York? What? My watch stopped. I bet they're asleep in New York. I bet they're asleep all over America. This podcast was brought to you using Zencaster. It's a super easy way to record your podcasts. Just log into a browser, start recording, and a high-quality podcast is on its way to you. Recording studio quality audio and up to 4K video. It's fantastic, okay? It works brilliantly from just within your browser. You don't need any special software or anything like that. It's just a marvelous, marvelous thing. There's also options within it to get rid of the ums, the ahs, the blank spaces, whatever, things like that. They'll also host your podcast. You can edit your podcast on there. Everything like that. Zencaster. Wonderful piece of software. Wonderful people. Wonderful way of getting your podcast off the ground. If you're interested in having a podcast and getting in touch and getting it started, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use the special code for this podcast. That's MFF, where you'll get 30% off your first month. Wow. Zencaster, by the way, is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. There is no E in that. Get yourself along Zencaster. See what it's like. Maybe give it a try. It's a wonderful bit of software, like I say. It's great for doing audio and video calls and recording them all to get on a podcast. That's what I use. You could use it too. All the details for this are in the show notes. Check out those show notes. Remember that code. MFF. Nice and easy. My favorite film. <laughs>